0: Bonjour everyone and welcome back to Cassez the French football podcast with the accent. My name is Jérémy Magan, I'm your host as usual and today we are going to look at Game Week 30 in France and, and what happened uh, in, in our beautiful domestic league within the weekend. Of course we are, as usual, brought to you by Breaking the Lions. Jump on breakingthelines.com to read the latest Curated football opinions. My eyes stopped on an interesting data analytics of Jeremy Frippong, the Bayern Leverkusen really are uh, killing it in Germany for the second uh, half of the season under the uh, the leadership of Chabia Alonso. Gr- great analysis of Jeremy Frippong and how he ranks amongst the uh, the best wingers in uh, in the top five league this season. Anyway, back to French football. Uh, of course, game week thirty just gone uh PSG and Lens really leading the way and everybody else dropping a point behind them and a fierce fight for survival at the bottom of the league. Let's have a let's have a look at you know what is going on in France these days. So of course we had the 10 games this weekend. Uh we're going to look at you know what the results were and and why why do we think now again that Paris Saint-Germain will win it. Let's let's take a minute. Before we jump into that, and as usual, start by the music. Right, so 10 games over the weekend, and four of those games ended up in away wins. We'll start not by the first game of the weekend, but I guess by the game that everybody kind of had their eyes on. Nice, Paris Saint-Germain, and Paris Saint-Germain finally back to winning ways. Paris Saint-Germain finally getting a clean sheet. They won... 2-0, 2-0, the goal scorer Lionel Messi at the 26th minute and Sergio Ramos at the 76th minute. And, you know, we, we almost reassured that Paris actually know how to find the back of the net again after two games without scoring. Uh, and like I said, finally a clean sheet. I think it's their third clean sheet in Ligue 1. In 2023, they had a victory against Angers, and then they win 3-0, of course, in Marseille uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, and finally, Gianluigi Donnarumma showing his talent again. No less than seven saves against Nice. Uh, nice will have regrets after that game, 100%. Uh, and Donnarumma, those seven saves, it's the best tally, I think, after August last year against Lille where he had eight saves so a great result for Paris Saint-Germain I'm not going to say a result that was deserved because uh, for you who have watched the game you would have seen that Nice was on the front foot for the whole time uh, and Paris Saint-Germain just made the most of I guess the few opportunities that they had Um, you know I think it's three three shots on target in the in the end for Paris Saint-Germain and they end up scoring twice, or sorry, four shots on target, and they end up scoring twice. Uh, one one of them, uh, thanks to Lionel Messi, of course, and he's always in the right position uh, in, in the final third, and then a header by Sergio Ramos on, on a corner kick. I have to say that goal from Lionel Messi, you have six or seven Nice defender into the box and not one to pick him up, uh, which is why I think Nice will have regrets because they should have been here. Um, really to, to stop the, the Argentine and, and the World Cup winner. Nice really pushed and really tried to play the usual football. I mean, under DJ Giga, they were on 14 games undefeated in Liga. It's not going to be 15, unfortunately. Um, and Donnarumma was just at the form where you expect Donnarumma to be, actually making the, the saves that matter, the saves that will help his team winning that 2023 League and trophy, who looked like it was still in question, uh, just to, just over four, four days ago, five days ago now. Um, I have to say, you know, Nice, nice played probably better than Paris Saint-Germain uh, for for throws of the game and, and really show a better face than Paris Saint-Germain. But Paris just needed the win, uh, just needed to reassure themselves, just needed to try and, and secure that, that title that will, you know, put them a bit more into the, the records of France. I keep talking about the title, Obviously, there's a huge game coming next weekend, PSG against Lens at the Parc des Princes. Uh, I think it's on Friday night, Saturday morning here in Australia. So it's Saturday night, Sunday morning here in Australia. Uh, and that's going to be a great game because uh, it's two teams that are in form. Uh, Lens, I think, have won 13 of the last 15 games. Uh, and PSG, uh, you know, PSG, they are getting back into the form that they're supposed to be. Maybe. I'd, I'd say maybe because we were not convinced about the football that we are seeing. We're just convinced about when they are attacking, they are just scary. And so you, when you have a guy like Mbappe who needs three players around him to come in down and, and a player like Messi who's almost unstoppable when he's in, in an okay form, I imagine if he's in actual form, um, they, they might they might get there. And I think they only play well against the better teams like they did in Marseille about a month ago. So, you know, when they see Lance coming in and when they see that their future is on the line, uh, they might actually show up against Lance. And of course, a win against the saint etienne would probably, you know, sort of like ma- make it their title for the season. Who knows? Uh, you know, you never put a, a surprise past Lance uh, at this stage. For Nice, it's a bit... You know, it's. A, I'm not gonna say it's the end of the Giga effect, but it was four draws before this game, so now it's four draw and one loss. It's five game now where they've conceded every single time, so they're gonna to have to sort of, you know, found that they're gonna to have to find that solidity again and maybe that green tile a little bit more offensively. They were there and would they have scored two or three goals? Nobody would have said anything because they had the opportunity and Donaruma, like I said, had a great game for once. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if if Nice can can jump back from that because. You know they were knocking at the door of the European uh, spots, and and now they seem to be, uh, you know, not too far. But it's it's five points now between them and Rennes, six, seven points between them and Lille, fifth. Uh, so it looks like it'll be a, a complicated fight to try and get uh, that that fifth spot. Of course, the French Cup final we know now will be between. Toulouse and Nantes, so only the first five spots on the table will uh, grant a spot for uh, for European League. I mean, Nice hasn't. Yeah, nice maybe has another another way to get there if they win the um, European Conference League. Who knows? We never know. Uh, but, but anyway, on, on the weekend, Paris Saint-Germain, I guess, uh, justify their rank and why they are the reigning champion and why they are at the top of the table right now by just scoring when it matters, you know, playing a little bit less of the youth as well on, on the day, although um, unfortunately Renato Sanchez got injured. Uh, but, you know, we went from like seeing Galce sending all the youth uh, to then just uh, just getting Bichiabu and Zaire Emery uh, a bit late into the game. So maybe he understands that he needs to uh, to kind of count on his experienced player instead of the youth for, uh, for the end of the season. 2-0 final result at the Allianz Riviera and Paris uh, on their way to, to that 11th title, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, to try and, and write history. One team that needed to get the win to resist uh, that, that win from Paris Saint-Germain was Marseille, and they didn't do it, obviously, uh, because that's what Marseille does at the end of the season. They bottle it. We we, we just don't recognize Marseille. I've said it last week. And and, and in the previous weeks now, um, they went to Lorient. Of course, it was always going to be a complicated game. Of course, Lorient got ready for a Marseille team who had won their eighth away game they ate last away game so it was a bit of an auger coming there uh but, Lo- but lorient were ready uh, and lorient really wanted to um you know get, get in there and try and get a result at home uh, they made it you know it's not a loss f- for Marseille. so now it's it's what, four games uh, without a loss um it, it's also not a it's sort of a, a, a clean sheet finally uh they've been conceding in the past in past few games so they'll be happy to be able to get that under under their wings, but offensively, it's still the same. It's still, uh, you know, not creative. If there's not a good set piece, they're not scoring, as we said last week. Um, and, and it's every single player looks just not at their level. Nuno Tavares and Jonathan Close, we've talked about them. Senji Zunder was in there and didn't bring much. Alexis Sanchez is the only one who's fighting again and bring a bit of um, technique, but, but it's not working. Defensively, if the job is sort of done, it's thanks to Paulo Lopez, who again had four, five, six saves under his arms, is really having a, a good season, the former Roma goalkeeper. Um, but then Gigo, Ballergi, Kolasinac, there was a lot of a lot of foul that didn't need to be made, a lot of um technical approximations, loose balls, uh that we haven't seen in, in Marseille in the first part of the season. So I don't know if they're just all a little bit tired, um like physically about um but trying to play the way uh Tudor play, I don't know why a guy like Mbemba didn't start again. He came in at the 82nd minute. I'm not sure if he's, uh, you know, tired or injured or or, or both. Uh, but he's just, uh, yeah, he's just not playing the way he used to. Uh, and he was one of the best players in Paris, in Marseille. Sorry, uh, we have to say it. Uh, so, so it's a missed opportunity for Marseille who leave Paris Saint-Germain. And we will talk about them um, with a bit of uh, a bit of leeway that they probably didn't need. Uh, for Lorient, it's an important result. I think you know. Um, Lorient is a team that uh, belongs where they are. Of course, there was this uh, this superb start of the season uh, where they were at the top of the table and, and now they are in the middle of the table and that's sort of where they should be. Um, you know, Maybe a couple of spots higher, maybe they're 10th on the table right now, it's 45 points. Uh, but when Lorient receives Marseille, what they want is to not lose uh, against Marseille because uh, there's a history of Marseille being successful against Lorient. So it's good that they were able to keep it that way. Romain Febre almost scored. Bamba Django almost scored. So they also brought what they usually bring offensively. Uh, and, and you know, without Enzo Lefe, it's never easy for Lorient, but they did they did okay for the weekend. Vito Manone was was very good. I, I was looking at that game and I was wondering, you know, when when M. Vogo comes back, uh he'll have a he'll have a bit of work on his hand to steal the the job back from Vito Manone. Of course it's probably gonna be a next season story for M. Vogo. But, uh, but yeah, I think Manonet is, uh, has done more than, uh, more than held his own in, uh, between the post for, for Lorient while M. Vogo was injured. Anyway, 0 the only um, goalless draw of the weekend, and it was Marseille at Lorient the team that did take advantage of that um, Marseille draw was lance and lance to win 2-1 at home against strasbourg not easy at all for lance to win that game not the most convincing uh, lance performance that i've seen in, uh, in in recent week yet um you know Facundo Medina and uh, Premislaw Frankowski uh, both scored. Andre Adrien Thomasson, the former Strasbourg player, offered the assist to Frankowski for the first goal of the 11th minute. Uh, and Facundo Medina, with a uh, with a volley from outside the box, mind you, with, with his left foot, uh, who scored the second goal at the 65th minute. Kevin Gamero with a beautiful goal outside of the box. I was watching the highlights um, later on, and he heard on the on the comment on the commentary that it was his first goal from outside the box in like 14 years in Liga, which is interesting. I guess he's a real striker from a, a real like poacher kind of striker. Uh, and the game finished at 2-1. A bit of drama at the end of the game uh, with the uh, shouts for a penalty. And I think the referee had whistled the foul before the penalty and then uh, went back and check on it. And the foul was maintained and the penalty wasn't given to strasbourg Abib Jallo. Um, i guess a, a little bit silly to complain got a couple of yellow cards in consecutive seconds uh in front of the referee and he's going now miss the next game and of course strasbourg is struggling uh to to fight to stay in liga so they would have they would have loved to be able to get Abib Jallo for the next game as well uh they they won't uh and, and it is what it is um but yeah it's uh it's a shame because Strasbourg really played well uh and lost. Um, you know, it wasn't the last that we've seen uh, with, I guess, the first twelve of this uh, of this thirteen win in in fifteen games series where they were dominating, and when when they were not dominating, they were really dangerous in counter attack. This one was a bit more, um, you know, sort of like leveling to the team in front of you, and uh, they're not playing great football, so you're not playing great football either. Um, you know, you have the opportunity, and, and we, you can see on the on the stats, it's thirteen shots, nine on target. And fifty-five percent possession, uh, but, but I feel like it's it's really more, yeah, more. They try to build and get where they were supposed to get, but they were not as dangerous as we as we've seen them. They won't care. They got the win. They are six points behind Paris Saint-Germain uh, before they meet them uh, at the Parc des Princes on on Saturday night. They were three points behind them at the time that they win that game. So they had put the pressure on Paris and on on Marseille. And at the end of the weekend, well paris resisted but marseille didn't so now um lance is probably pretty happy uh, where they sit you know 60 or 63 points it is with uh with about eight games left to play um it's a great result for for lance regardless now and they are five points away from from monaco and the way monaco plays you don't think they're going to come back so it looks like lance will be in champions league next year which is which is superb superb result for them um, a few teams have played well and then they've played Paris Saint-Germain they lost against Paris and then they lost their form um, Marseille Rennes it would it, be interesting to see also Rennes beat Paris Saint-Germain uh, but play Paris and then lose their form so it'll be interesting to see if Loss, uh can resist that of course under Frank as they've been uh, They've been great, so it's just about sort of like um, keep on keeping on, I guess. We'll see where that goes. I'm really looking forward to that Saturday night game, uh, Paris Saint-Germain against Lens. Don't miss it. Uh, I think it'll be one of the one of the game of the season, uh, at least for uh, for what's at stake for both teams. Anyway, on the weekend, at Stade Bollard, Lens won 2-1 against Strasbourg. A, a great win for Frank Es and his men. A win that was maybe a bit less on the cards before the weekend. Lyon against Rennes. I, I got to be honest. I thought Rennes was going to get that 1-3-1 win for uh, Lyon. The goal scorer, I mean, Guiri, the former Lyon player, scored for Rennes at the 11th minute and, of course, didn't celebrate at the OL Groupama Stadium. But then in the second half, three shots on target, three goals, maximum efficiency for Lyon. Corentin Tolisso with a rocket of a goal at the hour mark um, from the... From the Outside the box, corner kick comes back. I think he he sort of plays well the dummy of pretending that he's going to cross the ball at the far post and then instead goes to the uh, top right corner, the goal of the weekend for me. Uh, and then eight minutes later, uh, Alexandre Lacazette scored at the 68th minute, his, his 18th goal this season. And Bradley Barcola scored the third at the 79th minute, three. Uh, three Lyon boys scoring and giving the win to Lyon against their former coach, uh, Genesio, and their former uh, sporting director, Florian Maurice. I'm sure they were happy at the OLL Group not to get surprised by Rennes uh, as they usually do. Uh, the, The game itself... Look, Lyon wasn't there into the first half. They disappeared. And in the second half, they made Rennes disappear. So I guess it kind of, kind of worked well for them. Not, not the best game of Ligue 1 that I've seen this season. Um, I think we're seeing that the talent individually might be on the Rennes side on a game like this, but. When players like Louvre Major or Benjamin Bourdieu aren't 100%, it shows and it's too obvious because they can bring so much ball to feet. And when they don't bring anything, well, then you realize that there's something wrong. The three changes that he tried to make at the at the 70th minute, Genesio didn't work out. He got Douai, Doku and Té to come in at the 70th minute. It didn't work out so much that uh, 15 minutes later, he got Dewey out. So Dewey got in uh, and then got out, uh, which is rare enough for any players. And in the post-game conference, uh, Genesio said, you know, you expect something about the players. And when you ask them once and they don't do it, it could be a mistake. When you ask them twice, you start to be frustrated. When you have to ask three times, then they can just come off the pitch. So uh, quite the message sent to Desiree Dewey, the young prospect of, of Rennes that everybody's seeing as you know, maybe the next uh, the next Camavinga or the next Dembele, all those great players that came out of the of the Red Academy. Uh, but but nonetheless, I think what Genesio really wanted to say, um, you know, they were they had a chance there, winning one zero early on, uh, to to go up into the table and to get closer to Lille. Uh, and instead, they got surprised, and when they got three players in, those players weren't able to bring the difference and dominate the midfield, which is where I think Lyon was better with Tolisso, Kakuré and Le Penon. Um, and, and so, obviously, the Genesio couldn't be happy. Uh, and now it's a, a loss that could be costly eventually in in their quest for Europe. Rennes who's obviously been up and down, up and down. You know, you beat Paris Saint Germain, and then you lose to Lens and to um, Lyon. So it's not it's not a great way to uh to sort of. Show that you're a consistent team, uh, and for Lyon, who, who is the epitome of inconsistency, it's a great win because you needed that win if you're if you're Lyon because you you need to try and go back on the table, and it's a win also that put them just three points behind Rennes, um, and and somehow Lyon seems back into the race for maybe Europa Europa Conference League um, next year, which is uh, which is mind blowing because you you really didn't expect that. Uh, but here they are, um, just three points behind hand and five points behind Lille. So, uh, so, so they're they're playing their chance the way they should be playing it, and they are showing up into the race when it matters. So let's see if they can, uh, if they can keep it going. Three-one, uh, uh, Orel Gopama with the, with a good win for for Laurent Blanc for the final score. Lille, I said it, uh, is seeing Rennes coming behind them, and Lille, uh, well, somehow, inexplicably, lost. Against Angers, uh, Angers, Angers hadn't won a game since September 2022. Uh, this is yeah, that, that, that's mind blowing. Uh, and and now here they are finally getting a win. And against who? Well, against Lille. Uh, they have only 14 points. Angers on the table. Some somewhat uh, they might think that if they you know if they keep like this, they might have a a sort of weird slice chance glimmer of hope of coming out of the um bottom of the table. I doubt it's going to happen. Uh, but if you build on those kind of performance, who knows? One um, zero, the goal scorer was alid sabanovic at the eighty-fourth minute. I think it was what, twenty like ten minutes or fifteen minutes after he, he got in the young player. Uh, and and the player of the game, it has to be said, was Paul Bernardoni. The Angers goalkeeper. Uh, he really resisted all the assaults that uh, Lille had from him 15 shots, five on target um, for Lille, and and really a lot of opportunities where they just showed up into the box trying to put pressure uh, on Angers. And Angers resisted well, mainly thanks to Paul Bernardoni. Uh, but, but also, you know, Valerie and Untunji actually did okay to hold it um defensively when you had cabela and gomez who probably were the two best player in that team offensively combining well and Jonathan david um you know an opportunity and a half you expect him to score those ones uh but Bernardoni, like i said was in real good form on the other side Lucas chevalier did okay uh, until the goal where uh where he's he's just parrying in a way he doesn't have time to uh go in the second time and Ali sabanovic is the is the closest we've said it about little before right it's just a story of missed opportunity for them this season uh, it was a win that would have given them a, a world of good because they would have put uh, Rennes five points behind with, with the win and instead they lose and, and now they have Monaco six points away from them and they're only two points in front of Ren, five points ahead of, of Lyon and they're making life hard for, for themselves uh, before the, the final run of that of that season uh, but it's what Lille has done under Paulo Fonseca they play good football but they don't convert that into uh, into three points week in, week out. And that, that's why they're not uh, in the uh, Champions League run uh, right now uh, at Angers. Angers finally winning since uh, first win since September 22nd, uh, despite odds way against them. 1-0 for Angers against Lille. Stade de Reims didn't win either. The team coached by um, Will still had to wait for stoppage time to only save a point at home against Brest, Brest was playing okay under, under Eric Roy. They had scored the first goal with Pierre lesmelo at the sixth minute. And like I said, had to wait until the very, very, very end of the game. And a, and a VAR penalty awarded to Zenelli to see Follarin Balogun, of course, uh, scoring his 18th goal of the season. He's now the, be- the highest scoring British player in France since Glenn Odell. Uh, back in the days uh, so so good on him uh, the the Arsenal loan he scored the penalty uh, I think that was the only way they could beat Marco Bizzo really uh, on the weekend to get their penalty a high flying game 61% possession for Rennes 22 shots 7 on target for Rennes 12 shots 5 on target for Brest two teams that of course want to play football and will always uh, exchange blow to blow and you know Brest they are now sort of like saved uh, from, from any relegation woes. Um, oh, sorry, they're not. They're 20, they have 28 points. Excuse me. What did I confuse Rennes, uh, Brest and Clamont for a bit? They're not saved from any relegation woes, but they were right in the midst of it uh, five, six games ago. And, and now the, those good results that they have in the past five games, only one loss, uh, is slowly getting them out. They are a team that plays football, though. And when a team plays football, well, they deserve um, to stay in Ligue and to survive. And so, if they keep playing the way they do, I'm sure that they'll be there or thereabout until the very end, and hopefully they'll stay in, in Ligue 1 for next year. I mean, we're gonna lose regardless a team that we shouldn't be losing, be it Strasbourg or Brest or or teams that actually try to play to play nice football. Uh, but but there they were rewarded. You know, it's never easy to play against Reims in Reims. Uh, we know the firepower that there is up front between uh, Uto, Balogun, Munetzi uh, and, and Flips uh, and they resisted well. They almost considered at the very end though after that goal from Balogun uh, there was a bit of a weird throw-in. I think it was Lala who threw it into uh, to Chardonnay or to Brassier and then um, Junia Ito almost uh, scored by defecting a uh, clearance and, and luckily Marco Bizot was there. Uh, Reims... You know they lost against Marseille a couple of weeks ago. They advanced back, uh, and and now it's a draw. They they had half a chance to maybe get there, and they're still you know level with Lyon and only five points behind Lille. Uh, but they need to uh, to get back to winning ways if they want to uh, to bring back chance to the Europeans. scene. how about that? That'll be that'll be interesting. Nantes Monaco two two the final score Nantes of course who uh, who has been seen celebrating their win against Lyon in the French Cup semi final uh, a beautiful goal by uh, by Ludovic Blas and and an even more beautiful celebration with a uh, very peaceful pitch invasion by all the uh, fan at la bourgeois at the end of that semi final well Nantes who, uh, who who didn't show up at first against Monaco at home uh, to celebrate that qualification. Uh, Monaco, who scored the first two goals, 21st minutes, uh, Axel Di uh, for a central defender, being able to uh, to chest down and volley a, a corner kick into the opponent's box is rare, and this did that very well. Uh, and then Elliot matazo the uh, defensive midfielder, scoring the second goal, two assists from Caio Enrique. if we need to say it. Caio Enrique is still one of the best left-back uh, in Liga and, and maybe in Europe. Uh, and, and then Nantes, like I said, took it their time to wake up. And then finally, Mustafa Mohamed, uh, minutes after coming into the game, uh, scored a header with a corner kick from Ludovic Blas. And Blas uh, scored a, uh, a header of himself uh, with an assist from Quentin Merlin uh, 10 minutes later, 30 minutes later. And he was 2-2 at the end it's got to be said Monaco will not get where they want to be with Alexander Nubel as a goalkeeper. I'm sure it's going to be their priority in the offseason, finding a new goalkeeper. I am wondering what Alex Nubel will do because, of course, it was sold to Monaco or loaned to Monaco, I should say, as the future uh, Manuel Neuer uh, and he's just not been that. You know, I know that a keeper changes club and he can find their form again. And now we're talking again about one of the most interesting prospect, but at Monaco, he's just not been that. And so, uh, it'd be interesting to see where he can bounce back after, uh, after what was, I think it's got to be said, maybe a failed um, couple of seasons. He's done some good stuff. He's done a lot of, uh, of so-so performances. And I think it's going to, uh, to cost him in the end. Monaco with that draw again, they miss an opportunity to try and, and get close. To uh, to Marseille, they are three points behind Marseille now. Both teams have drawn, off to, of course, over the weekend. Uh, they are, though, pretty safe in that fourth place, six points away from Lille. Uh, eight games left to go. I know things can go fast, but if Monaco don't make too many mistakes, uh, they should be fighting for Europa League or uh, Champions League. A bit, a bit lower on the table the last three games. Montpellier against Toulouse. Uh, finished uh, a 2-1 win for, for Toulouse. Thais Dalinga on an assist by Danny jean the uh, the French-Australian player, is an Australian international of French descent. Uh, and that was the first game he started for Toulouse this season in Ligue 1, and he got an assist after half an hour. Uh, so good for him. Uh, good goal by by Taish Dalinga in the in the meantime. And then Faris Shaibi scored the second goal at the 85th minute. Elias Wai, of course, answered for Montpellier at the 88th minute. You know, two teams that... Ah, oh, well, they're supposed to be in the middle of the table uh, to lose, I think, you know, a couple more talents. And next year, maybe we see them pushing a bit forward. Uh, Montpellier, it's good that they are what they are. And there, there's Akarian. They really um sort of like found their groove back. And, and now they put themselves away from any, any worries. Of course, that uh, loss isn't great, but 37 points, they are nine points away. Uh, they are 11 points away, sorry, from the relegation zone. Uh, so they've done the job now. Uh, it's just about keeping it that way. Toulouse, with that window, they overtake Montpellier on the table. So I'm sure, you know, Toulouse, if they had a, a doubt, that maybe there was still a risk of, um, well, they've put that doubt behind them and uh, and they are now uh, sure to be in Ligue 1 next season. And then at the bottom of the table, two games were uh, very important. Ajaccio against Osserre, the first one. Auxerre who won... 3-0 uh, in Corsica and, and what an important win uh, for the, uh, for the Auxerre, um fans and, the, and all the Auxerre, uh, uh you know there's there a lot of people who love the Oser team since the 90s and since uh, Giroud etc so it's good to see that under Christophe Pellissier uh, well, they're getting good results. Um, 3-0, and I can't remember when is the last time they scored three goals away. I think it was like in early 2000 uh, for Oser, Biram Atouré at the third minute. Nuno Lacosta at the sixth minute. And then an on-goal from Michael Alphonse at the 47th uh, minute. Three goals in the first time. Still did for for Osser. Ajaxio. Ajaxio is probably halfway um, in League 2. They were a great defense in League 2. They didn't translate in Ligue 1, is the long story short. Uh, but it's good to see that Oser, after their woes of the uh, first part of the season, are having a, a much better second part of the season. Uh, that get, that win, of course, put them out uh, of the relegation zone. They're three points away from Strasbourg now. Uh, for ajaxio 21 points. They are seven points away from Brest. 16th Yeah, it's going to take something special for the, the Corsican team to, uh, to get out of there. Another team that is half-condemned is Troyes. 3 with their Australian coach we've said it uh, in in the past few weeks um Patrick Chris norbo uh, excuse me another loss for 3 at home 2-0 against Clermont uh, and a uh, and a costly loss uh, i mean not even an undeserved loss Clermont is just was just the better team uh, and really carved open um that, that defense interesting comments by Adil Rami after the game the, the captain of 3 and of course the uh, um, the World Cup winner in 2018 with France when he was playing with Marseille back in back at the time. Uh, yeah, Adil Rami, who said that, you know, they're struggling and, of course, they're not playing well enough and it's all about the player needs to be better. But also, he said that um, he had um, felt that the team was better playing in 4-4-2, but Kisnoble wants to play 3-4-1, excuse me, uh, or, or 3-5-2 let's let's start again because now I look like I don't know my tactics uh, Gisdorbo is apparently keen to play on 3-4-2-1 or 3-5-2 uh, and Rami said you know we, we have to accept what the coach wants I tried to tell him that 4-4-2 was better but but also uh, he knows what he's doing and, and we support him and I just did what I could to try and tell him something but blah blah blah. So Long story short, he kind of said that he disagreed with the tactics that his coach was playing, but he would do it as well. And he also said, you know, I'm 38 years old soon. My career is behind him, uh, but I'm telling those young players that they have to fight now because they have the career in front of them. And if they're seen giving up when they're about to go back to Ligue 2, uh, well, nobody is going to pick them up. So, so a bit of uh, yeah, a few shots fired by Adil Rami, I guess, is what I'll say uh, d- during that that post game. A press conference but of course you know he's also in the middle of the park and he's the captain and maybe he should lead them to uh, to better results but uh, but that's of course a uh, another story a uh, good win for Clermont not surprising uh, last year Clermont stayed in Ligue 1 because they were playing football the right way and this year they've just done the same thing uh, you know Mohamed Chan scoring it's been a while since he had scored but he is one of those recruits in Ligue 1 that no one saw come in uh, and then actually played okay. Joan Gastien scoring, I think his third goal in his career is 35 or something like that. Uh, and close to scoring a second goal, a, a beautiful shot from distance uh, that, that just was inches wide of the of the posts. Uh, the win for Clermont, just uh, just the woes for Troyes with eight games left, uh, seven points behind uh, the first team that is not going to get relegated is uh, is not going to be easy for Troyes. All right. Let's look at the table now that we've looked at the 10 games. Paris Saint-Germain, of course, is at the top 69 points, six points away from Lens, 63. Marseille follows two points behind, 61 points. And Monaco, 58 are going to be mainly, most likely, excuse me, the four teams who are going to fight for Europa League or Champions League. Behind it's Lille, 52, Rennes, 50, and Lyon and Reims, 47. At the bottom of the table, Angers with 14 points closes the um, the domestic league. And Ajaccio and 3 seven points away, 21 points. Strasbourg, 26, is still, as it stands, in a relegation position. Brest, 28. Auxerre, 29. Nantes, 31. Are the three other teams that could be concerned by a potential fight to, uh, to stay in Ligue 1 next year of course we're going to look a little bit at uh, the goal scorer you know who's do, who's doing well in Ligue 1 this season uh well i think uh, i think we kind of know um it's uh, 19 goals for mbappe uh it's i'm sorry uh 19 goals for mbappe 19 goals from Jordan david Lacazette and balogun 18 points each benyeder 17 uh, the fight for golden good might be interesting until the end because you know Lacazette, David, Balogun, Mbappe, all of them are in teams that need wins. Mind you be as well? They need wins to get to where they want to uh, to get into the another season. So uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll we'll go over twenty for sure. Interesting to see uh, how far up we go. Uh, round thirty one coming on the weekend. Of course, it'll start by Toulouse Lyon at the stadium uh, on Friday night, Saturday morning, uh, and then. Uh, Heaps of really interesting game actually on the weekend. Rennes against Rennes will be will be pretty special, of course. PSG, Lance, I've said it too many times now. Uh, Lille, Montpellier, Ocernante, Clermont, Angers, uh, Brest against Nice, and then uh, bottom of the table, Strasbourg against Ajaccio, uh, Monaco, Lorient, Monaco with a chance to to get back, and then Marseille against Troyes. Uh, you know, Troyes, if they want to to stay in Ligue, 1, well, they need to uh, count on Marseille to to choke at home one more time. That's it for Cassie Lely the French football podcast. Thank you again for listening. Any questions, please ask, subscribe, uh, rate us, let us know what you think. Uh, And as usual, well, I'll see you next week uh, after round 31 so we can talk a little bit more about French football. Thank you. Bye-bye.